WSB's Herman Cain and depend on this. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from D.C. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., and he's here, he's on the ground, he's got his... Well, he's got his contacts in the halls of Congress. How are you, sir? All right, Sean, how are you doing today? So we got the battle of who would shut down the government or not. Donald Trump said that he would shut down the government to defund Planned Parenthood. Mitch McConnell has now gone on record saying that he will not allow a government shutdown this fall. Um, under any circumstances, he said, let me say it again, no more government shutdowns. Yeah, this is sort of the same divide we've had as before within the GOP, where I think the GOP leadership... Uh, there, it's just it's a difference over strategy and how aggressive to be, and and they just don't want to get into a shutdown fight with the Democrats. Uh, I, I think they still feel like they got sort of pushed into one over the Obama health law a few years ago, one that they didn't want, and they felt like it didn't come out the way it should for them. That the on the other hand, if you want to push for defunding of Planned Parenthood in uh, any CR in any stopgap budget. There are yesterday's vote in the Senate showed there's certainly a majority in both the House and Senate to do that, but there's certainly not enough votes to get by a filibuster from Democrats or let alone a veto from the there's, president. So, there's, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know I do expect to hear a lot more about this, and I fully believe that there'll be I, I think there'll be a number of Republicans, whether it's Ted Cruz or others, who will put the heat on their leadership to take it to that level, asking GOP senators today in the aftermath of yesterday's vote on Planned Parenthood, you know, what should the strategy be? From a number of them in the hallways today, it was more hearings. Look, there's going to be more videos. This thing is going to keep going. There's another video out today uh, that they think that there'll be room to uh, keep making this case and to bring it up with votes and more in September as well. But that next step towards a shutdown, you ask people about that today and you could see them sort of visibly sort of shy away from that. But um, I, I don't rule me, it out as a debate point within the party, certainly. Let me give an opinion that I actually agree with. It's uh, Daniel Horowitz. I don't know if you know him. He's a really good writer for Conservative Review. And his headline is Planned Parenthood, Show Vote, and the Two Faces of Red State Democrats. He says, what was the purpose of conducting a vote to defund Planned Parenthood on a standalone bill immediately after blocking amendments to do just that on a must-pass bill? What's the purpose of voting to block taxpayer funding for abortions? And well, then first, the highway bill was not a must-pass bill. Well, he's, it's, in other words, it was a bill that was more likely to pass, I think is what he's saying. I would agree with your analysis, okay? But, I, but I, you get his point. Yeah. All right. So what is the purpose of voting to block taxpayer-funded abortions and then continuing to fund them in the continuing resolution next month, as Republicans have now done 30 times before? Then he makes this point. He said the only purpose of this vote was to give Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat, West Virginia, Joe Donnelly, Democrat, Indiana, a loincloth in order to cover their flaws on consequential votes. He said the only outcome of this vote was to help Democrats maintain two Senate seats that Republicans must win in order, in the long run, to command a secure majority in the upper chamber now i, I, I actually, don't see it like that because manchin said today to us in the hallway again that he would not support any effort to put the uh, the defunding of planned parenthood into a stopgap budget he would be against that and he would vote no on that so he would vote no to put it in there he, he would yeah, not. so it's a, so in other words i think then that that kind of bolsters daniel's point which is that this is a show vote and then when it comes to using real power and making a stand or taking a stand they don't do it well, you can say every vote is a show vote as long as, you know, I don't know, we can go round and round on this. Everything is a show vote if you don't have 60 votes in the Senate. 
everything. Okay. And the Republicans can't get to that point. Uh, you know, if you want to deride it as a show vote, that's fine. Then again, I think probably the Senate majority leader would have been attacked if he had not held a vote on it either. All right, I, I granted, but I think he, let me let me let me go back. You and I need to settle this because you and I have gone round and round about this on numerous occasions, and I want to make sure. I don't sure. think we'll get there, but go right ahead. You don't think we're going to be able to resolve it? You're probably no, right. No. All right. Here's the point. Look at Obamacare. How many times did they vote to repeal Obamacare? Fifty, Whatever 45, it is, 40, 50, however you want to count it. Okay, yes. 40, 50 times. Then when they could have used the power of the purse and tied well, they it. they did try that. that. There was a government shutdown for right. how many days? 14, but remember, 15 days. But, but the problem was is that Ted Cruz stood alone. The problem was all those Republicans that voted to repeal and replace Obamacare, show votes that didn't matter, when the consequential moment came where they had to take a stand, that could have resulted in them using political capital and may have resulted in some type of political back, black, uh, backlash. They punted, and not only that, then they went after the one guy that did stand up and was willing to use the constitutional authority of the power of the purse. Or you could argue that uh, the party was together and there were a few people who opposed it and they had a divide. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I do think just from you interview Republicans and, there, you know, yes, there is a small group that would like to go to the mat on that. Most of the Republicans are not in favor of that. That's all I'm trying to say here. That's that's the constant thing you get when you interview them in the hallways here. Look, I we're going to go back and forth on this. But to me, it's 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 like, for example, the whole 2014 election. How much of that election, uh, how much of that debate around that election was about the significant issue of stopping the executive amnesty of President Obama? A lot, uh, right? A lot. And as I told you at the time, after their victory... I think my, some of my first words on the day after the November elections were, but they don't have 60 votes. And it doesn't matter how big you talk, if you're not at 60, and I just think that uh, there are still people here who, on the Republican side, rightly or wrongly, I'm not defending them, I'm just telling you, rightly or wrongly, they feel like that shutdown strategy politics does okay. not put Republicans... Now we're making progress, and here's the bottom line. By, not, by giving up that leverage... Or, as McConnell says, no more government shutdowns and giving up that leverage and taking that off the table. At the end of the day, the result up to this point has been pretty much a capitulation to everything Obama wants. Obama keeps Obamacare. Obama keeps his executive action on immigration. And they fund it. And conservatives like me are pissed because we're saying you guys have no spine. You, don't, you won't even use the power our framers gave you. Yeah, that's why I say this is a debate over strategy and aggressiveness. Yeah, and when you talk their strategy to is lose and capitulate. When, well, when you talk to Republicans, you don't. You yes, there's a group, a small group that wants to go to the mat, but for most Republicans, they're not there, and I don't see them changing on that anytime soon. Yeah, and that's why I'm sick and tired of the whole bunch of them because you know what we're getting? We're getting Obama's agenda. They have authority, constitutional authority. They're literally ceding all of their legislative. Yeah, all right, we have three branches of government, executive branch, judicial branch, right? And Congress has their branch, and they have ceded all of this power to the executive branch because they won't use the authority. And to I'm not me, sure I'd agree with you on that, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm not making any headway with you at all, am I? No, you're not going to, because uh, if you don't have 60 votes, I don't care mm. how much you believe in anything, the chances for you to get something done are almost zero. But the on point your side. is, at you've got to have no. The point is, but you've got to have cave. the White House. But they always cave. Always. No, they don't always cave. Listen, they've um, uh, the 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 spending has not been run away for the last couple of years. They were able to limit that. 
So I, I would argue that by controlling by the way, that was Congress, one of the best things they did. I got to be fair when they're going to limit what this president can do. But it, it's a reminder that if you don't win the White House, you are not going to be able really to move your agenda in any way, shape or form, even if you control the, uh, the, the Congress, unless you're willing to wheel and deal. And there's a lot of people on the Republican side that, that don't want to do that. I would argue that they're willing and dealing has resulted in a full capitulation sure. to Obama. No, full, I, I, full, I, wouldn't, right, I would right, not come close right, to agree you, with that. Listening to the rhetoric that they were using and the promises they were making in the lead-up to the 2014 elections, saying, if you give us the Senate, boy, things are going to change. We're going to defund the president's illegal, unconstitutional executive amnesty. Nobody should have ever, um, should Made have that ever bought into any of that. So they, say, so they make promises that... Both parties make lots of promises that never yeah. come true. If you have the White House, and we talked about this last week, I'm old there fashioned. are three major inflection points in the last century where the Democrats controlled a huge amount of the Congress, mm -hmm. especially in the Senate. The New Deal era right after FDR, after the 1958 midterms with Eisenhower, into the 60s with all the Civil Rights Acts and everything like that, and then uh, with uh, President Obama and the Obama health law. The Republicans have never even come close to having those kinds of majorities. I went back and looked at it. They have not had over 60 senators since 1906. You know so, what, though? I think what people like me are saying is at some point promises like the stopping the unconstitutional executive amnesty order if they really believe that this pro president has exceeded his authority constitutional authority on separation of powers and co-equal branches of government and they fail to stop him if that's not big enough to to take a stand on them then my point is what is where will you draw a line and I think I, we have the answer. Mitch McConnell's answer is no government shutdown under any circumstances, which I would argue by taking that off the table limits their ability to negotiate with this White House, period. Sure. I mean, you can certainly make that argument. I think, again, interviewing members on the Republican side, there, there are not that many itching for a government shutdown. We'll see if that changes in the month of September. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, that's where you want to know why Donald Trump's popular. Because Donald Trump would shut it down. I, you know. Again, if you have the president of your own party, it's a much different situation. I'm saying you but could then if you had a Republican in the White House right now, if Mitt Romney had become president, you could pass that and get that mm -hmm. done. All right. We pretty if you much, had President John McCain in the White House, you could have done a lot of other things. He wouldn't so that's that's government. my argument is that I know you what can, you're saying. You're, you're, you can talk. You can beat your chest all you want about what Congress should uh, do. Uh, they are not an equal uh, branch of government. They are. They are just not. They're supposed to be. That it, there's a lot of things that are supposed to be. Um, hey, um, what did I want to ask you about? Oh, I think we can figure out who the ten are. We got. I think so. I think Christie and Casey get in. Yeah, I'm, I mean, that's I'm really disappointed. I really wanted. I think it would have been nice if uh, Governor Perry got in. I'm disappointed if he doesn't get in. Well, Kasich obviously has uh, maybe benefited from his late announcement in getting his bump. Yeah. Hey, one other thing I wanted to tell you about was that mm -hmm. I heard from a couple of members, a couple of Republicans. Want me to beat my chest again? This, uh, this, no, the Breitbart story about right. Boehner and Meadows. Yeah. And uh, more people told me uh, yesterday and today that they don't think any vote was really ever planned on that, simply because the, the decision was made that it didn't seem like it had that much support. In fact, as of right now, there's only there's still only three other Republicans in the House who have signed on to that Meadows plan at this point in time. Well, did Scalise and uh, what's his name? Uh, McCarthy. People in the Whips organization who would make calls and who would check told me that they were never instructed to do anything, but they didn't rule out that others may have been doing it as well.
Yeah, that means that there sounds like a CYA to me. It sounds like well, something went on, but, you know. Again, I, just telling you what I hear with my ear to the ground here. Yeah, I just don't trust Painter. I think I think Boehner is pretty crafty at what he does. He's a politician's politician, and when he's not crying, he's he's not standing up for anything I care about. Again, this is, you know, uh, I think the biggest challenge right now for the sort of more aggressive Tea Party slash, you know, Trump, whatever you want to call that side of the Republican Party, is they have got to make more inroads in the House and Senate. Remember, they lost a number of races against the establishment last year, especially in the Senate. Mm -hmm. They've got more people, but they still don't have as many votes as they need to really drive the debate in their direction. Oh, that's all true. What else is going on there today? Um, there's more Democrats announcing their support for the Iran deal. It just has all the flavor the last couple of days of a concerted effort by the White House to trot out Democrats in both the House and the Senate. Uh, today, Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia, Barbara Boxer of California, uh, Bill Nelson of Florida all said they support the deal. So it just looks more and more and more like it's going to be very difficult for Republicans to draw enough Democrats to get to that super majority of two-thirds against this agreement. But, you know, we'll see. The month of August is here. Votes and debate will be set in September, is the word today from both chambers. Now, did you see this new Planned Parenthood video where they talk about taking fully intact babies out? Yeah, and again, it's talking with members today about it. I think that they believe that with more of these videos on the way, they really feel that that will build and build and build and put even more heat There's on Democrats. There's seven more. There's seven more coming. Oh, yeah, and, and that's why... That's why I sense among Republicans no need to push this right now. They really believe that in September the the events and the stars will line up. We'll have to see. But uh, there will be more hearings. There will be votes uh, in September after Labor Day. All right. I'm going to see you Thursday in uh, Cleveland. Sounds good, Sean. Should be fun to and find out who the 10 are and then see uh, well, the, the first forum and then the big debate, uh, whether know, or not it lives up to are. its billing. We can, we can pretty much assume now, so we know who it is. All right, uh, now I will, uh, and you're going to say hello to me this time. You're not going to duck me, right? <laughs> when I see you, I'll say hello. Absolutely. You'll just wait for nobody to be around, so none of the liberal media. You know me. I never tell anybody I'm on your show. Yes, exactly. That's so humiliating to me. Why do I even have you on if you don't do. even admit that we're friends? Oh, good grief. You like me personally, don't you? <laughs> yes, yes. You brought me Twinkies the last time you moderated See, a debate. Twinkies and Kit Kats. What yeah, more but now, could you ask now all of that? a sudden, but when it when you're in front of those liberal media, it's like, oh, I don't know who this guy is. I've I've done his show once or twice, but I didn't Never know it was him. Never said that. Never said that. All right, just kidding. Jamie Dupree <laughs> is in Washington. Hey, you've heard me talking about my uh, membership with the USCCA, the United States Concealed Carry Association. Now they are the organization that protects responsible. And I highlight responsible gun owners like you and me from jail in bankruptcy, if God forbid, were ever forced to use a weapon in a self-defense incident. Now, I wanted to share with you an incident that happened to another USCCA member a few weeks ago. He looks out his window, sees a neighbor being assaulted with a baseball bat in his front yard. He went out, drew his weapon, stopped the threat, saved his neighbor. He was then arrested, held on a massive bail bond. He never fired a shot. Now he gets his one call from the police. He called the USCCA. They posted his bail. They found him an attorney. They got him home to his family and back to work. Now the USCCA uh, wants to give you a free guide today. If you own a gun or you want to own a gun, 18 things you must know about gun ownership. All right? Just go to this website. It's for free. DefendFamily.com. DefendFamily.com. Go there. Get your free copy of this life-saving guide defendfamily.com quick break right back we'll continue 
Sean Hannity. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.